Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Semi-Armed Life. This is another episode of Bakelite Broadcast. This is number two. Yeah, special edition. So this is all Kalashnikov topics. Um, I got some, or we got some suggestions from Instagram for some topics, just, mm-hmm. just for fun. Uh, I got a great show for you tonight. Are you excited about it, Elena? I think so. I'm mostly here to ask a lot of questions and clarify some stuff because Mike knows way more than I do about AK stuff. But I'm really excited to learn. You know more than about 90%, 99.999% more than most women about AKs, wouldn't you say? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I we'll don't shoot, know. We'll shoot for that. There are a lot of women in Russia. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good point. Maybe ninety five percent. I don't know. Uh, either of American way, American women, yes, certainly. but Maybe. but so recently, the AK has been all over the news. Um, we're recording this the same night that the El Paso shooting happened, and yes. what was it last last Sunday? The Garlic Festival shooting. Yeah, but that guy did he use an AK? I thought he used an AR fifteen. No, he oh. well, he definitely used either an AK or an SKS. The, oh, the, that's right. I heard the news mixes those up all the time. I I don't even. Yeah. I'm not even 100 percent sure what he used. But this... No, it, I I did see because I saw a really poor reporting um, where it said like uh, an AR style SKS, and it was like yeah, what? yeah. I saw those two. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. I agree, but um, but yeah, both shootings. The guy used a, apparently a 762. Mm-hmm. You know, the one in El Paso, he definitely used a Wasser 10. Right. Well, according to the manifesto that hasn't been confirmed i don't know it's still very very early uh, right you know mm-hmm. we, we don't know anything but we don't want to give you a false or fake news or whatever right. but basically they've just been all over the news and it kind of makes me think how easy this stuff or how easy that gun can get banned or in, in danger mm-hmm. just because i feel like it's not mainstream and, it, and it's generally right. viewed as like the bad guy gun like we've talked about that before sure yeah i th- i think that american politicians will have a much easier um way of you know, spinning it to you don't need this. Like, yeah, to ban this gun, um, because you know, uh, on the left they're gonna hate it because it's a semi-automatic, yeah, you know, assault every, yeah. machine rifle mm-hmm. with deadly stopping power, whatever the hell they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the right, they have the anti-American narrative that they love to push. The ter- that's what the know? terrorists use right. and stuff like that. So. Exactly. So I I totally agree. And I think another point is um, the guy in El Paso used 8M3 7.62 ammo, which is just a type of hollow point ammo. Um, Theoretically, they could ban that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think we're probably yeah. going to be seeing uh, some ammo uh, bills get pushed. I wouldn't be surprised thing. if we saw... AK slash ammo bills try to get pushed after this because mm-hmm. I think I think the toll is up near 20, 20 killed or around there mm-hmm. um, from what we've seen. But anyways, um, sorry to start start off another show so somber, but that's just kind of the life of the gun world. It's like every time there's yeah. a big shooting like this, it's like a, a a loss for the Second Amendment people. Yeah, it just it sucks. Yeah, and, and it also sucks because it happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. You'd figure everyone in Texas carries, but I guess people in El Paso, like that 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 Walmart, nobody was yeah. carrying or something. You know, it just it's crazy to think you can do that in Texas. Like the well, church, like mm-hmm. a couple years ago, there was a shooting in a Texas church. Right, church makes sense, but Walmart, like who? I, I carry in a Walmart. Yeah, I, I carry know. everywhere. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, and, but then the other shooting from last week happened in California, which again, it's just you know points to our perspective of saying that disarming people isn't going to help because that was in a festival and they had um, security guards. He just came around the fence or something. Yeah, they were like, you know, checking people's bags and, you know, no guns allowed and everything. But the guy just cut through a hole through the fence Mm -hmm. around the security. So like gun control doesn't work. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. Gun control's like uh, when Homer Simpson went to Japan and all the wax walls you know they have like fake wax paper walls and he just walked right through all of them <laughs> that's what gun gun control laws yeah, are like yeah, they're like this will work it's yeah, a wall exactly it'll you know like if you know right so anyways and, well and, and i'm sorry to just keep ranting about this but i mean it's just to our perspective in the last episode where we talked about how how pointless gun control is but how it's frustrating that people who are for gun control don't understand that we're actually trying to save human life yeah. It's not like we just love our guns and we got to have our guns. It's like, no, we actually want to save people. But yeah. If someone anyways, would have had a gun there, it probably would have killed yeah. less people. But 
sorry, get on with the Bakelite. Yeah, that was our opening intro. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Sad. All right, so so let's just get get to gear talk. This is mostly going to be gear talk and uh, pricing and some history type stuff. A little bit of that. A little thrown in there. Okay, so first first topic is going to be uh, country of origin, and that that's almost one of the most important things with AKs and. That's almost mm-hmm. the first question you ask someone when you're like, I have an AK. It's like, oh. What country? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so from, from what and you... We, we kind of talked about that um, in the last Bakelite broadcast, just based on uh, trying to figure out what guns are good or not. Yeah, we, we, we brushed on it, but we, did right. not, we didn't really get in depth at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won't just list off every country off my phone like, you know, somebody I've, I've, I've known. But... Um, Is that what I do? You did that last episode. <laughs> so anyways... Um, with the podcast, that's why. Yeah. Sorry. So, anyways, uh, what what's the country that comes to your mind first? Well, Russia, duh. All right, good answer. <laughs> all right, so all right, that's a stupid question. Then. <laughs> all right, Rus- Ru- Rusky folks, that's obviously number right. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we- we'll get it more in depth into which countries are the best and all that. But okay, so what's the second country that comes to your mind? Um. Well, there are two countries that come to mind: Romania, just because that's where a lot of ours are from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the next country I think of is China. I was going to say China. I, mm-hmm. well, the first two countries I think of are Russia and China. Yeah. And I think part of that is the that's where the most AKs came out of. Right. I'm pretty sure. That's Yeah, that's kind of what and I think of. And they happen to be very good guns. Mm-hmm. So right. they're almost one in two best guns. Theoretically, you could all argue about which one is better. Mm-hmm. But one of the best things about all, all these, it's like it kind of doesn't really matter what country it's from. They're all AKs. They all work well. So right. it's kind of like picking your flavor at the ice cream parlor. Like some might be better or, or you know what I mean? Like I just mean mm-hmm. they're all good. It's all good stuff. Yeah. I, and then you have America. We're still struggling, but we're getting better. You know, I could I could talk about the, the Palmetto State guns again. Uh, apparently the GF3, at least in small numbers, people have been having issues with their pins falling out their, uh, of their bolts. Like oh. the pin that holds the either extractor or ejector. Has been just falling out of the bolt. That sounds like a pretty big problem. Yeah, I think I think they're like they had a bad batch or something like that. I don't think it was a big deal. I think mm-hmm. just some of them. But that's just another instance of like, you know, that's very that's a very American thing to happen. Uh-huh. Um. So, anyways, they're also coming out with cold hammer forge barrels from FN. Oh, nice. So PSA is oh, making right. making yeah, steps. I, I think I saw that. I just I just I would still say it's a little bit more of a risk than just buying one of these combat guns. Right. Even if it's gone through nine twenty two R and all the converting and all that, it's still mm-hmm. probably best to go import. What about um, Yugo guns? I thought that the those only thing with with Yugo guns, they have a rich history because oh. of all the war and the the Balkans and all the Yugo uh, civil war and all that stuff mm-hmm. and. A lot of the furniture is actually really cool. I like Yugo furniture like that. Mm-hmm. The barrels aren't chrome lined, okay. but that's not that that huge of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I think like the 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 U.S. stocks that came in with them when they came to America broke, and like I think they've had issues with heat treating the receiver. So it's kind of like certain countries kind of have little strikes against them when it comes to build quality. Like Romania is Romania is not perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but now you said that their barrels are not chrome lined. Are they like? nitride or no 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 they're just regular old barrels i i Hmm. i know that their 223 guns have chrome lining because that's a much more corrosive ammo just in general compared to 762 because it's much hotter Mm -hmm. or or at least that's the theory that it's it's rougher on barrels because it's a higher speed okay um but anyways just keep going to keep going down the list of countries Mm -hmm. at least in terms of 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 like build quality um bulgaria bulgaria bulgari Bulgaria. Bulgaria. <laughs> Bulgaria. That that's arsenal. Those know, are arsenal. Slavic countries. Those are arsenal guns. <laughs> um, those are very very nice. Um, so you got Polish Polish guns like the Fox. Those are coming in. Okay. Hungarian yeah. guns like the AK sixty three DS. Hungary. What did I say? Just like well, no, you said Hungarian. Hungarian. <laughs> it is Hungarian. Me. I all just right, said right. Hungary because I said Bulgaria. That's where I got You're ruining from. our country of organ. Sorry, country of organs. I think I'm adding some flavor. Okay, so there's East <laughs> Germany. Those are really nice. That's another country. I don't know they're, if they're, I've you ever. You can't really get one. You have to have one. Built. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one. Or yeah. they're super nice. One. They're I, super super nice. Who do you? Where do you get them from? Like Kvar or something? I don't. I have no. no you get them built. 
from parts kits. Oh, okay. Like I think Rob Ski had one built from Definitive Arms at some point. And it looked okay. really, you know, they have really nice parts kits. Mm-hmm. In a lot of these countries of origins, you can just kind of think of these as guns and parts kits that get turned into guns. Okay. So you got like Romania. That's that's kind of like one of the 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 most popular ones. Like for instance, that with the Wasser Ten with this guy's, you know, the guy used in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about uh, Hungarians. They they're really big on underfolders. Mm-hmm. Um, then then they're they're kind of the satellite type rifles that are like them, mm-hmm. but they're not really comblock and I, or it is comblock with with the fins. Finnish. I was just about to ask if there was like. Um... Valmet. Yeah. Uh, what is the freaking the Swedes, the Finns, and what it, what it, the hell is that called? Norway. No. What that's what's the group of countries called? Netherlands. I can't think of it. No, that's an actual country. Never you, mind. Okay. Just move on. Well, well, I don't know what guns they use. I think they probably just use Russian guns. Mm-hmm. Like um, like in Ukraine, I don't think that they ever had Ukrainian made guns. I think they just use Russian guns. Mm-hmm. So not every country uh, has AKs. I know North Korea. Scandinavia. That's what the hell I was thinking of. Norway, Finland, and Sweden. Are th- were they um, were they NATO after World of. War Two or not? Or were they? On... I f- I know Finland wasn't. Wasn't? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh yeah, I'm not sure either. But anyways, sorry to confuse so you. so Israel had the uh, Galil. Galil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Albania. I'm pretty sure it has AKs. I know they made SKSs, mm-hmm. but that's something that like you never really have seen. I've never. I don't. What about Turkey? Turkey didn't Is really make Turkish... their own guns. They make no. they're 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 NATO, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Turkey's NATO. You keep asking me these things. I don't. It's I don't okay. Know. People, you know. <laughs> um. So anyway, so let me just keep thinking here. What other uh-huh. countries there might be? I think that's about it. I don't know. I'm probably going to forget one. See, but either way, I, this is why I keep lists, lists on my phone. That's true. That's true. You make fun of me. No, no, I don't. Oh, Mahdi. Egyptian there Mahdi. There you go. Yeah. E- Egypt. So mm-hmm. out of all the, yeah. the Middle Eastern countries, that Egypt did make their own guns. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the Saudi Arabian, and there's like a, like Pakistan build crap guns that don't really count, like actually built in a cave. What about like Iraq or Iran? Or Iraq had like, oh, they had the Tabuk. So that, that Tabuk. They, they basically got Yugos. Okay. But like they, I think that they made their own. So technically, yeah, Iraq mm-hmm. would count. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Iran makes their own guns. I, I almost kind of assume that they have some from Russia or something, but I don't know. What about Japan? No, they never had AKs. No. Okay. Once we... Took- I wasn't sure because uh, what's that Japanese gun designer that we we wanted to mention on episode oh 13 oh, oh we, we didn't forgot. talk about nambu, nambu that's yeah it. nambu had nothing yeah. to do with ak's really okay. um so I, I think that's about it for countries of origin and, and really other than yugo's not having chrome line barrels mm-hmm. i can't really say that there's another country uh, uh, uh that you should like stay away from right but i think we didn't forget croatia okay. i think also i know they make magazines i assume they make their own guns but i don't think we've ever got our hands on them mm-hmm. oh india Really, India just started making. Um, I think they're making patterns of the the Russian design. Hmm. So India kind of counts, and these aren't places necessarily we can get them from. We're just right. talking about like how how rich the the nationalities are right. that use uh, AKs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not really any I should I would tell you to stay away from. Okay, they're all they're all pretty good, other than like U.S. Right, and and you know obviously. You guys have had some and issues, but is so have And this is why the Republicans are going to ban them. Why? Because they're international? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't want none of them commie, it, well, commie it, junk guns. Think about it. If everybody in America started like getting on the AK bandwagon, mm-hmm. and people stopped buying up Colts, mm-hmm. and people stopped buying up Oof. FNs, Oof. and people stopped buying up 223 or something That'll like that. That'll never happen. I know. <laughs> no, exactly. But I'm just saying if that did happen, those the companies- Republicans would the, stop The it. Republicans would be pissed. I mean, yeah. I'm- Everyone would be pissed if, mm-hmm. if, if, you know. Sure. That's why it's cool. Is it? Yeah. So anyways, like you said, with the, all these, you know, guns coming in from other countries, people don't, most politicians don't like any guns, let alone mm-hmm. foreign guns, let alone foreign semi-autos f- made from right. machine guns. But now when they come in, they mm-hmm. have to be... Converted and all that. Yeah, because yep. they, they have to be like hunting rifles yeah, 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 when yeah. they come in. Yep. So it's like... It's kind of a workaround. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if if, if this shooting in El Paso could spark something along the lines of 922 and being like, if they're allowed to ship in sporting rifles and then Mm -hmm. turn them into assault rifles, what's Mm -hmm. the deal or what's the point of the 
that's something I'm worried about. Right. Yeah. So with 922R, we kind of talked about that in the last big yeah. broadcast. Yeah. That's episode, that's super so. super boring. So I don't want to get into that. But that that, that does push us that, that does episode. push us into our next topic though, which mm-hmm. is uh, import availability. Right. So this was something I kind of started to learn about. I didn't realize it was such an issue, but uh, back when, like over a year ago, when maybe two years now, I don't even remember, when we were looking at buying my first AK, uh, the paratrooper. Yep. Um, originally, I kind of wanted a Sam Seven, and from Bulgaria. Right. And one of the first things that you said was, "Oh, those aren't really, you know, coming in right now," and I had no idea that that was an issue. I was like, what are you talking about? I can just go to the arsenal or go to KVAR and order one. And you're like, nah, that's not going to yeah, happen. A so. lot of the websites, I mean, I even pulled one up. I pulled up Atlantic just for this uh, podcast episode in general. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, you click on them and it's like out of stock. Mm-hmm. Click on out of stock. And a lot of the times it, it'll be something that was there forever mm-hmm. and then it's just gone. Right. It really, it really makes it tough to be a collector or but it kind of makes it fun because it there right. it, it adds more like personal value to it because it's like oh i've been scouring the market for this sure but with with people paying too much for things and it within you know kind of like i'm not gonna say gun inflation but like mm-hmm. when the market sucks and there's not many guns people will pay astronomical prices right. for the good ones mm-hmm. well and we also dealt with this when we got your vepper right because they weren't they like didn't have them available. No, 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 no. I ordered an arsenal from Bulgaria, and they said that it was in stock. Oh. And then we waited. I think it was like two That's or three months, right. and then I decided give me a Vepper, mm-hmm. and it worked out nicely That's because right. then Vepers got banned. Right, but. You know, that's what I mean. Even a website that says that it has it in stock doesn't necessarily even mean that it's here yet. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, that was like two years ago when things were even better. Yeah. You know, so things are even worse now. But at this, at this, at the same time, there's more stuff coming in from other places. Mm-hmm. So, um, like Arsenal, they'll get some stuff in here and there. You can almost always get one of their guns that they find in like a crate, like almost once a month or once a week. They say like, "Oh, we found another one <laughs> in our stock," and then they sell it for like two grand. Oh wow! And people pay it. That's crazy. Yeah. So right now, it's almost like stocks. It is. You have to get in Stonks. at the right time. <laughs> God, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I just love that word. I love that meme. If you've seen it. Mm. Um. So, anyways, uh, Arsenal stuff. It does come in in batches, kind of. So, like, mm-hmm. I think I'm not sure the last when the last batch of like SLR 107s came in, but I think it was like uh, maybe six to eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And then along the line, you know, along that same time period, there was a shipment of the CRs that came in, which are the ones that you can turn into SBRs. They're like cranks, I think, mm-hmm. or at least combo gas blocks. We'll just say that. Okay. Those came in in big batches, and when they come in from there and you buy them from KVAR, they're like 1300 or 1400 and that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. So if you see one of those in stock, and it's actually in stock, and it's like from a batch, jump on one of those. That's not a bad deal. But yeah. don't go to Gun Broker and pay 2000 yeah. for one of these guns, because that it's happening like all the time. Ugh. And that's, that's part of their marketing, I think, is that when their business is slow, mm-hmm. they bleed out gun here, gun here, gun there, and people pay out the... Out the you know, because they're like, we can't get any more of these. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I mentioned the the SLR 104s, the 545 arsenals. I think those are never coming back. Oh. And those right now, I don't think you can find them anywhere for under like 1800 They're kind of like Sega's. Is that Pat has? Uh, he's got a Vepper 545. Oh, okay. You can still get those a little cheaper than the mm-hmm. than the other ones because they're still kind of floating around. Mm-hmm. But the 104 is really dried up. Yeah. So that kind of gives you an idea. Of, of once these things are gone, they do kind of leave. Mm-hmm. So I think there still are batches here and there coming in from Arsenal. So well, I think the boat is still sure. coming in from from Bulgaria. Didn't that happen for a period of time even with Wassers? There was a short period where, there, where, where they were a little bit um, behind. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it equated to anything. I think that the numbers of Wassers that come in kind of mm-hmm. keep everything stocked. Okay. So you, you can still come across a um, an arsenal at a shop, and it'll probably be between twelve and 1300 or something mm-hmm. like that, one, especially one of the folding stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to think, but like Sega's right now are like two grand if you can find them. You can find Gosh. the unconverted ones, the ones in sporter configuration. Right. You can find those between like 500 and like almost maybe even 1,000 sometimes, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy for an unconverted, you know trigger guard is all the way back and it's a big big pain in the butt 
Um, so anyways, talking about actual uh, availability, so I was saying things were getting a little bit better. The WBP guns. Mm-hmm. So we've been getting those in. And Atlantic has had a good amount of those. Those are good guns. Where uh, are those from? Poland. Oh, okay. oh I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, w- yeah WBP right. Poland. Yeah. Right. And and they those come with cold hammer forged barrels. I mean, those are probably a, a step above a Wasser. Mm-hmm. I would say just saying build quality and, and barrel quality and all that stuff. But they're not quite as proven. Okay. But right now we're getting in like Draco's. Romanian Draco's, which is a great gun. The um the Century Arms, um the new RPK. Mm-hmm. And like the the fake dragon off from Romania, I can't remember. PS oh, yeah. Didn't they? Wasn't it like PSL or something? Yeah, PSL. Oh, you beat me at that. Yeah, I couldn't I think it was you. called. I was like, PS, I know stuff. I was gonna say like PSG one. That's I some know other stuff. But didn't they? Didn't they like make the price ridiculous on that? Yeah, that gun is really expensive. Like sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, but it comes with a, with like, like a with it comes with an original scope. It's not. Oh. It's it's kind of expensive. Uh, for, but from Arsenal right now, it looks like we got the Sam Seven K, which used to be like six hundred dollars. 750 I think and now they're selling for $900. Dang. But yeah, they have those in stock right now. I'm 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 in Atlantic. Um but as for what's coming in, especially from Arsenal, like I, I don't even think they know. Cuz you if you like called up Arsenal right now and asked mm-hmm. them like when are you going to get a batch in, I feel like they're either going to give you a total BS line which would be like, "Oh yeah, couple weeks here maybe maybe six to eight weeks which was what they kept telling me yeah Yeah, i remember they kept (laughs) saying like six to eight weeks and then it became like 30 weeks or like or something i think we waited like three months no i don't think it was that long it was definitely way way longer than i wanted to wait but it was good that i got the vever because that's another gun that isn't coming in anymore and Mm -hmm. once it doesn't come in anymore that's when the prices skyrocket and Mm -hmm. you're pretty much limited to kind of like gun shows and secondhand purchases um let me think here import availability um the wbp links those mm-hmm. pistols those were got approved um right now we're getting in polish 80 percent lower or not lowers i've been doing too much ar stuff 80 <laughs> percent receivers mm-hmm. um which apparently are really really nice they're like perfectly made by in poland but they have a few holes left out um i think they did most of the easy stuff so right now if you wanted to get one of those polish receivers mm-hmm and say like a Polish parts kit, and you put it together, how is that much different than a Polish gun? I don't know. So that's a pretty good way of mm-hmm. doing it yourself. So that's what I was saying. We're, we're losing mm-hmm. we're losing battles, but we're still winning some more here and there. So, um, so now I know that um, pistols don't have to comply with 922R. Yes. So uh, this might be totally irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I just maybe mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but... Do they come in in greater quantities just because they're kind easier? Of. I think so. I think that's okay. why there's been a lot of Dracos imported. Okay. Like Dracos are almost always in stock. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. People are sleeping on the Draco. And I only say that because like it, it <laughs> is my... Obsessed with I'm it. obsessed with my Draco. It is one of the my favorite... anybody that follows you on Instagram knows that. Yeah. It's Draco season. It is always Draco season. They're good guns. <laughs> you put a brace on it and, and it's it's everything you want an AK to be and more. Aww. I promise, and they're they're pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. They're like six hundred dollars. So I'm, you know, I'm going to end import availability with just buy what's coming in in mass quantities that's <laughs> cheap, that's good, and and short barreled, and just you know, as for mm-hmm. build quality, I mean, mine's freaking perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now with build quality, mm-hmm. uh, I I know that with nine twenty two R, the American companies that import them have to drill out the mag wells. Mm-hmm. So I know that that makes like some mags fit tighter or but looser. But think whatever. so if you think about it this way, that's only on rifles, right? So when you buy a Draco, it's original, perfect magazine, right? Or perfect magazine well, right? And it's much easier to insert magazines. So now, for instance, your paratrooper, mm-hmm. our Wasser Ten, mm-hmm. um, even the Vepper, which was opened up, even though that's mm-hmm. much smoother with magazines. Right. They did a good job on that mag. Yeah, well. so, 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 so some do good, some do bad. Yeah, that's one of the biggest issues mm-hmm. though with importers is that they have to kind of screw with the original gun to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always work out too well. Yeah, there was a big uh, influx of the Wasser underfolders that came in with screwed up magwells mm-hmm. or screwed up mag catches, one of the two, because that's two, the two parts, the mag catch and the magwell is what mm-hmm. they have to modify to get it to, to work. And with your Vepper, uh, 
didn't they also have to put in like a bullet guide or something? And there was a batch that, of veppers that got messed up, but yours seems to be fine. Uh, there, there are Vepper FMs that have kind of semi-long bullet guides. I don't know if they came in from Russia with the bullet guides or not, mm-hmm. but they have trouble feeding you uh, from Yugo magazines. Okay. That I've this was something I I noticed when the FMs came out, which is just something that you got to keep in mind that not every magazine works with every gun, mm-hmm. and that's something that you can kind of fix. Yeah, I feel like a can't, lot of times like, when you get uh, magazines in, you're dremeling and immediately, yeah, yeah. So that's our next topic. That's that is magazines. Magazines. It's fun talk. Yep. Yeah. So my stupid Vepper apparently doesn't work with Yugo mags. I've never tried it. I don't have any Yugo mags. Right. But I think because of the depth of of where the the lug rests or something, you know, it's hard to be specific mm-hmm. on a podcast. Basically, mm-hmm. the bolt doesn't catch enough of the round and it slides over it. Okay. So I noticed that right when I bought mine, people were like, well, how come this doesn't work with Yugo mags? And I was like, I have 30 mags, but they aren't Yugo, so I don't <laughs> care. So I've never had an issue with mine. Yeah. I just don't use uh, Yugo mags in that gun, and I don't have any Yugo mags, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But just talking about magazines, um, what was it? There was there was a week there where California... Oh, yeah. I can't believe we didn't talk about this on there our podcast. There were five days where California... 30-round mags. Yeah, a federal judge struck down California's magazine ban um and uh basically there were five days where 30 round mags mm-hmm. were totally legal legal. in california and then Im- immediately after that uh the judge put like a halt basically on that i can't remember exactly what the legal term is but basically he said like we're gonna hold off on this time out time out what was it like four million was an ma- appeals file was it like or four something? million magazines or something uh, I th- I thought it was only a million. Either way, it was- no, it was it was definitely up there though. It yeah. was a million oh, okay. or more magazines were then bought by specifically California. Yeah. So, anyways, that drove up prices. Just to give you context on this, so when that happened, the AK mags mm-hmm. went up in price, and they haven't really gone back down. Right. At least the surplus stuff. Mm-hmm. And what we think happened is they just got bought up. Yep. And there's like probably. Way less surplus mags mm-hmm. than there was six months ago before this this magazine thing happened, and it could right. it could be minor. I could you know this it could we could be overreacting, mm-hmm. but I'm having a lot of trouble finding decent surplus mags for under fifteen dollars. Which six months ago mm-hmm. that's what I did. It was the norm. Yeah, so that's part. You know, most most of my magazines are Polish. Uh, Romanian, Hungarian, Eastern Germany, Eastern. No, I don't know if I have one of those. I might I have like had one. Mm-mm. Oh, just kidding. Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I. I might have one or two Russian mags. I don't have any Chinese mags, mm-hmm. but a bunch of surplus steel magazines, and I got them all for what, like thirteen or fourteen yeah. bucks. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I don't think you can find them for that cheap. Yeah, and that really kind of turned me off. But we have what you know. You know, another thing we have a thing going for us is that now we have X Tech Tactical. Right. Who who makes strong magazines? I still would prefer East East or you know Eastern European magazines. Just in general, they're they're just mm-hmm. brick shit houses. Well, and uh, the X Tech mags are like polymer, right? But they have metal tabs, and I think feed lips. And uh, according to everyone, they're they're they hold up really well. Okay. So we have good mags that you can buy here, but twenty five dollars. Yeah. Twenty dollars or something like yeah. that. That's what I mean. So kind of the days of thirteen dollar good to go mags are kind of gone. We're poor. <laughs> well, to me, it's kind of like a crisis because we're over here just being like we used to be able to buy thirteen dollar. All right. Well, let me justify this. So when I used to buy thirteen dollar mags, mm-hmm. it would be under fifty dollars shipped. Yeah. And now, if you want to buy three mags, it's going to be over sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. That ten dollars means everything to me. Yes, it does. And I don't really like using mag pull mags. Yeah. For AKs, I I just I don't trust the plastic uh, tabs. Well, I can't uh, use them in my paratrooper because of my dong. <laughs> Your dong sounds so gross. Dong joke, but it's a real thing. You got it. <laughs> my wooden foregrip. Yep. It's called Romanian a dong. dong, and it yeah. doesn't fit certain uh, polymer magazines. The dong and that's does no- not fit properly. <laughs> well, that's just another example <laughs> of certain magazines not fitting in certain certain guns. Right. And that's not a thing with ARs. Mm-mm. that's kind of specific to guns like the AK that are from all over the right. place or, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So my my personal like favorite magazines, which is the name of the show, Bakelite. And when I got into AKs, they cost about forty dollars. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're anywhere near that now. Oh, like more expensive? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think they're up in the fifties. Yeah, and even maybe sixties. I really don't know. Uh, Rare AK, AK, I know that AK Files uh, Marketplace mm-hmm. is like the best place to buy magazines, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you can still get magazines for under uh, twenty dollars on, on sure. from from buying from people using like PayPal or whatever. But I just like going to Apex. Mm-hmm. Or Arms of America and just being like, three of the grade two, $14, okay, boom, under $50. Mm-hmm. I was doing that like once a month for like two years almost. And yeah. now, now gone. Yeah. So. It's unfortunate. I think, uh, and with Bakelite mags, those are more expensive because uh, there weren't that many made, right? There were less of them. The, the surplus mags that were steel were made for longer. Mm-hmm. And they're just exotic looking. People don't want right. to sell them. They they want to keep them. And I've seen people that have 20, 30 Bakelite magazines. God. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of It'd money. It'd be so fun to be rich. Well, <laughs> yeah. I could have bought, like, not, instead of, like, 50 AK mags, I could have bought, you know, 15 Bakelite mags. Yeah. Just been a swagster. <laughs> Mag swag is a thing. Oh, man. All right. So anyways, just to keep going for magazines, I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. magazines for forever. Yeah, go for it. I'm loving it. So talking about ones that don't fit in certain guns. Okay. Just just as an example, uh, I used to buy these Polish refinished grade two mm-hmm. surplus magazines. And they had this black thick paint on them. And they I didn't fit that. in any gun I bought. Yeah. So you you take a round round uh, Dremel head or not the round one, the uh, the drum mm-hmm. drum dremel head it's hard to say that and you just run the drum back and forth on the bottom of that of that locking lug mm-hmm. not the top not the bottom top. of the rear locking lug just if it doesn't it fit just 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 get rid of that stuff <laughs> on the bottom until you get a nice click mm-hmm. and then you know a nice click telling you that that magazine's in there and that is one of the most valuable things about the ak magazine the rock and lock the rock and lock magazine yeah. just the way that it goes in and getting that good audible or at least you can feel it throughout the whole yeah, gun. Yeah, that confirmation that your magazine is, is not going to fall out. Yeah, that's, I mean, one of the biggest problems that I have with AR 15s is just you have to slam the magazine in when it's full. You have it. little small light hands. It's like, yeah, I, have, I have little woman hands. I know for me, though, I don't even think about it. I just, I just give it a good smack and a good pull. That's the best way to do it. You smack pull with that's an what AR she mag. Said, or somebody smack said pull. It. Push. I think they call it push pull. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just frustrating. I mean, I don't know with with an AK. It's funny though because when I first got an AK, I didn't. You struggled. Yeah, I struggled really hard with the mag reload, and now it's it's smooth as butter. To me, I know it might sound stupid or it might be a stretch. Mm -hmm. Put loading AK mags is almost like riding a bike. Mm -hmm. If they if they fit, yeah. And if you have a good mag, well, for instance, like. One of our wazers, like no matter what, I kind of take a little extra time to get it in there mm-hmm. because it's not the right size exactly. All of this is what she said. Yes, magazine <laughs> fitment. Well, of course, we're going <laughs> to relate all of this to that's what Sorry. she said. So, anyways, um, see when but, this is uh, your your show, I have to be the one that's just shit talking. You're the, the whole comedy time. one. Yeah, I'm the serious one. I'm so, anyways, so the Vepper <laughs> magazines are like butter. Mm-hmm. Um, Draco butter. They go right yeah. in. I'm just going to do that for magazine entrance sound. It doesn't sound at all like Click. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, our two Romanian paratroopers that got converted, or not two Romanian, our two Romanian rifles that got converted by Century, both are a little bit tougher to get a magazine in consistently mm-hmm. quickly. And what sometimes what can happen, that magazine tab can get locked in with the front of it not right, locked right. in. And you'll look like an idiot because the mag will get kind of stuck and you got to like you hit it out of there. It out. So there are downsides to We've both. We've all been there. There are downsides to both types of magazine locking systems. I don't... Except Robski. He never messes up. I, I, I've seen Special Forces dudes that can't get a magazine in and they, then they just mm. throw it and then grab another one. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh my gosh. It was in slow motion. And he, he, oh, he did like man. six rocks. He was like, ooh. Oh. You know, one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six. And then threw it, grabbed another one, got it in instantly. So some... It might have just been a bad mag. Yeah. Some of the mags gosh. don't fit certain guns mm-hmm. because it's a little sloppy, you know, down there. Yeah. This got so dirty so quick. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, so anyway, gosh. so along the, along the lines of availability right now, I would just, I don't know what to tell you to buy. Hmm. I really don't. That's not helpful. I would tell you to go to AK Files and, and try your best to find cheap surplus magazines 
and try to be able to get three for under 50. Mm-hmm. And those are good to go and they last forever normally. Yeah. And um, can we talk about drum mags? Yes. Because I know I specifically got you for Christmas. I got the uh, top loading Romanian uh, drum mag. RPK drum, yes. Right. And the funny thing is that I didn't realize that the top loader was better mm-hmm. than the kind that you load from the back. Um, I got it for you because I knew that you liked having matching things. From so Romania. I got you a Romanian. And it's interesting because your Romanian gun. Because Romania also makes a rear loading one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, anyways, I think it was the Chinese that that designed it. That where the back comes off and there's like little latches. Mm-hmm. And the Russians designed one where you load it from the top and it has a little crank. So you got top loaders and right. rear loaders. They both work pretty well. The rear loaders I've seen explode. The back of them fall out. Oh, my. Yeah. And I think people really don't like top loaders because it, like, destroys your thumb loading loading it with that with that crank mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, you've seen me loaded it. I'm, like, sweating. <laughs> so they have their ups and downs. But generally, lot, generally, so. the, to- <laughs> generally the top loaders um, feed more reliably. Mm-hmm. And I think some people, I've read that you're not supposed to leave them... Uh, loaded but i've also read you know guys like i had one loaded for 20 years and it worked so you never you know i leave mine loaded right but so the top loaders came from china and then i think there was some hoo-ha because the imports from china were 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 banned at some point Mm because you can't send in magazine you know i don't know why yeah wait so dumb question uh you can't get chinese drum mags anymore that's all i know okay yeah so basically when we get uh, you know, gun bans from certain countries. You also can't import gun parts. I certain assume. ones. So I, yeah, I guess I, I would probably qualify. RPKs yeah. and drum mags are probably on the no go list from China and stuff like that. So, anyways, yeah. they sold that design to like either Bulgaria or Romania, and somebody got put in jail for for um, selling Chinese drums that were banned from import and writing "Made in Bulgaria" on them. Oh, yeah, it was like that movie with Jonah Hill where they like switch the ammo crates oh, to say yeah, it's the exact yeah. same thing mm-hmm. exact same thing oh man so um those blueprints got sold to Romania mm-hmm. and now Romania makes the mm-hmm. Chinese version so you're you're kind of using a Chinese loader right. made in Romania but i would recommend buying a surplus top loading military made mm-hmm. um drum hmm. but of course they're ass expensive yep that's why it was a Christmas <laughs> yep, present. That's why, <laughs> and I think the price has only gone up because. Yeah, so I think that one was I think it was like one hundred and twenty or yeah. one hundred and thirty. Um, I think the rear loaders are like a hundred. Mm-hmm. So it, it came with like a Milserp pouch that it fit in and everything. It was so a great package. It was, cool. it, it was. It's really fun getting this this old surplus stuff, especially the magazines. That's kind of what makes it fun buying mm-hmm. it from, um, say Apex or something like that, compared to an AK Files guy because they've probably already cleaned it. Mm-hmm. I like it to be fresh surplus. Yeah. You know, you like that, that smell. New car smell. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, well, go ahead. And sorry, just a lot of times. So, we already mentioned that you oftentimes have to like fix the mags when they come in. Like, you might yeah. have to dremel them so they and fit they'll properly. have rust. I was just going to say there are a couple other issues that you run into, and that's rust. And you Hitting. have to clean out all of the nasty cosmoline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but once you do all that, once you get mm-hmm. them cleaned off, they're like, Bullet, not really bulletproof, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The steel ones will last you forever. So it, right now, it's like kind of worth it to throw the extra couple bucks. But mm-hmm. in my head, though, I'm just I I can't pay sixty dollars for three surplus magazines. I'm just like, yeah, I got enough. Yeah, I'd rather buy ten dollar mag pulls almost. And uh, I know we haven't been to the gun show in a while, but do you think at the gun show you would find them any cheaper? Or? I know that like two years ago, I went to the gun show and I got. I got, uh, I think I got four for 30 or or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we should go to the gun show more often. They're probably more expensive now than they were then. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the the trend with all this stuff, at least Mm -hmm. since I've been in it, that the prices only go up other than like the U S made stuff. Like Mm -hmm. the prices of the Magpul prices have gone down. Magazines have gone down. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is, is just the, the numbers of them. So like, for instance, those, like the original Russian slabs that are from like the actual uh, AK-47s, there's not that many of them. So they sell for like 100 
Oh my gosh. At least. And that's just a 30 rounder. Yeah. Bakelite, same thing. There's not that many of them. Right. Uh, another thing with that is the 545 and the 556 AK mags. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about those. They're just mags. they're generally more expensive. Yeah, there's less of them. There's yeah. just there's still a lot of five four five mags. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I st still feel like there's way less than seven six two mags, mm -hmm. and then there's way less five five six mags. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because then you got because you, you you can use like Valmet mags, mm -hmm. and I think there's like Romanian Wasser three BS two two three mags, mm -hmm. uh, Yugo BS mm -hmm. mag. So there's like all these smaller you know yeah but you're not when, as it, common it, it, and... so like for instance like a chinese 223 magazine mm -hmm. i think one magazine sells for like 80 dollars. oh my gosh and it's like a five rounder Ugh. yeah <laughs> that sounds terrible that's what i mean like so the availability of these magazines is crazy low mm -hmm. right now at least with the 556 545 isn't as bad but 556 magazines so i think it was a, a little while ago arsenal was doing a deal where they were selling four magazines with an SLR 106, but there were 20 round magazines. Yeah. And everyone was like, this is a great deal. But and then they were like, no, they're just trying to get rid of 20 rounders and because the 30 rounders sell for like 45 to 50 bucks. Ugh. And doesn't SLR one, the SLR 106 come with it just like its own special type of mag? Or do, can it That's kind of what I mean. I don't even know what it can use. That's what I was saying about all these 556 five, mags. I don't even know if any of them are interchangeable. I think all of them would need trembling. Mm -hmm. But I know that the that the Bulgarian waffle mags, which you know we can kind of mention now, those are some of the best mags. And they make those in 556 five, mm -hmm. as well. And those are the ones that, 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 that were coming with those uh, mm -hmm. SLR-106s, which are the 556 five, arsenals. Gosh. Confusing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right, so so go, talking about that type of magazine and and at least in the importance of a magazine availability and price to me, I kind of already have mine with seven six two. But if I was going to get into a five five six AK type thing, that would be a little tough because your magazines are going to cost crazy amounts, right? If they're going to work, if they're from the right country, mm -hmm. so that pushes us to our next topic. Oh. Uh, I'm just gonna say five four five and five five six rifles, just basically small small bore AKs. So while we're talking about five five six AKs or you know two two three AKs, we'll we'll go go there first. So normally the best, or I'm gonna say the best, I'm gonna say the most available five five six AKs are the SLR one hundred sixes. They make pistols and they make rifles, and they okay. make I think they make a folding stock. I know they make a folding stock, and I think they might make one without a folding stock, but I'm not positive. But either way, mm -hmm. they are not in stock anywhere right now. Right. Okay. So if you can get one, jump on it. But like we were just saying five minutes ago, you're going to have trouble with your, your magazine selection. Mm -hmm. So right there, if you're able to fork over the money for the good Bulgarian mags, the waffle mags, if you can fork over the money and get those, um, that's not a bad route. I mean, those are like decent guns. Mm -hmm. But one of the downsides of the 5.56 five, compared to both the 5.45 and the 7.62 is that it doesn't have a very um, strong taper. Like the cartridge right. itself, the walls right. go in less. So it's more of a straight walled cartridge. Mm -hmm. And generally, you can have more problems with extraction because of that. And part of the reason that that, that round is like that is because the AR has a has that flat or straight magwell. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's part of the reason that it doesn't have that strong taper because then the magazine would have to bend. Right. So that's another downside. So but, just kind of generally, you know, the AK wasn't built for that not at all. cartridge. No. So it's yeah. kind of... It's kind of a stretch. And I yeah. think that... And, but, but at the same time, there's still great, awesome guns if you have one that works, which most of them work. They're mm -hmm. still AKs. They're still good guns. Sure. But in general, it's a little bit riskier going with a 5.56 AK compared to a 5.45 or a 7.62 just because the ammo isn't quite as inherently reliable. Mm -hmm. So... That's kind of a step, you know, in the, in the wrong direction, kind of. Right. Well, and in terms of reliability, you mean it's not reliable for the gun? The or are you specifically it, saying that the 5.56 ammo is less reliable than 7.62? Kind of both. Oh, okay. Generally, the AK extractor is really hard on the round itself. Mm -hmm. That's part of the reason that they that they use steel mm -hmm. in, 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 you know, in Russia and all that. Um, so that is already in a step, step, you know, another step in the wrong direction is that the rims can rip off easier. Okay. Because the round isn't meant to hold up to an AK. Right. So uh, I, one thing I was actually really surprised about was I was looking up 5.56 five, AKs before mm -hmm. we start 
and I found that there are actually a lot more than I thought. You mean just globally? Yeah. Well, no, I mean like uh, in terms of different uh, manufacturers like making them. So I found that there was a Norinco one. Yeah, oh yeah, I was yeah, I was going to get to that at some point. Okay, yeah, sorry, but I I just was surprised because I thought that this was just like a new thing. No. And No, it's been around for a while. Yeah, like I, I would say no like idea. 80s or 90s maybe it started mm-hmm. kind of catching on and I know so I know some countries I think are issued them. Really? Yeah. Huh. I I'm, I'm not going to go on a limb and say what countries they are, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that there's at least one or two countries that use 556 AKs. That's so interesting. So that's kind of what I'm saying about it not being re- reliable. It still is. Yeah. It just has like a a, a tiny tiny bit higher of a percent of 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 potential problems because that's mm-hmm. a straight walled round mm-hmm. and the extraction is a little bit rougher with an AK. And right. I've heard people tell me or people have told me that steel um, steel-cased AR mm-hmm. ammo doesn't run in their SLR 106 or something. Really? I've heard that before, mm-hmm. too, which doesn't make sense to me because I'm like... Yeah, it's like AKs are made for steel think, ammo. <laughs> but I think it sticks to the chamber or something sure. like that. So. I, I guess I was just surprised because I just kind of assumed that this was like, you know, some newfangled American idea to try and make AKs fit our AR obsession or something. Like I, I just I didn't realize it would that make it sense. was a real thing. If you were properly equipped mm-hmm. like say you had 10 or 20 of the, of the good bulgarian 556 mags already mm-hmm. and you had a good five you know 556 ak and good brass like we'll say like mil spec ammo mm-hmm. that probably works the best mm-hmm. you'd probably be all right sure and even in like a shtf scenario <laughs> you might have to, <laughs> you'd probably be okay Scenario. Better that than having Good like words. one magazine and being like, I gotta find one now. It's like you're not gonna right, find one. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, hmm. I, if I, if if like someone wanted to offer me to sell me a five five six AK with like a couple mags, I would be like, mm, okay. So that'll give you yeah. an idea about how I feel about them. I still would want one because mm-hmm. I'm sure they shoot fantastic. Right. Because these small bore. Uh, calibers and AKs. AKs are very heavy guns. Mm-hmm. They shoot fantastic. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you know, shooting a five four five AK. It's like, whew, oh yeah, that we, we were saying earlier. Nice. Uh, a friend of ours has a uh, Vepper in five four five, and that to to this day, I've shot a lot of pretty cool guns. That was my favorite shooting gun, almost that I can remember. And, really? and it felt like shooting a typewriter. Yeah, it was just like That's an interesting comparison. It didn't move when you shot it. Yep. And it was nice and smooth. <laughs> when I think about typewriters, I think about them being big and clunky and awkward. No, but but <laughs> that hammer feeling, that like mm-hmm. that like the the gun had as much signature as but a typewriter. You, but That's if what you I'm don't trying to tell press you. Press the key hard enough. You don't get the ink down perfect on the paper. It's it's a real struggle. People that shoot AKs don't know what you're talking about. All right. I'm saying that the signature of that round and that big, heavy, smooth rifle felt mm-hmm. like the signature you get punching a key on a typewriter and the he- f- ceiling the right. hammer go forward. Right. And it was fantastic. <laughs> so that that's what we're going to go on to next. That's 545. And we'll just talk about the caliber in general. The guns are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They don't come in very much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the East German kits. I think um, we don't get many 545 full rifles sent in. Mm-hmm. Um, the 104s where I mentioned earlier, those are like unobtainium. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, you're stuck with kind of kits. But outside of that, the right. magazines are pretty available. Still, albeit expensive, they're more available, and it's all mil spec. It's all meant to work together. So, a 5.45 AK is going to be much more reliable than a 5.56, in my opinion, or at least statistically, it makes more sense because the mm-hmm. freaking military made it not. Some other military, the Russians made it. Okay, it's more of an original design. Well, so I did find though that Kalashnikov Concern made a five five six AK. They so, built them. Yeah, I wonder if the, the AK one hundred one. Okay, you might be able to use five four five parts kits, mm-hmm. but I'm not positive on that. Hmm. And then um, convert them to five five six. Can I ask a question about the five four five round? Yes. Do you know why it is called the poison bullet? I've heard that, and I don't know. Yeah, when why. it first came out in Afghanistan in the seventies, um, seventy four, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, the rounds that they were using, you know, the mil spec round that has, has been banned from import, it had like a, a a steel core sliver in it, and it had a little hollow point at the front. Mm-hmm. So it had like a hollow. It was like a hollow point penetrator. 
Mm-hmm. And it was it's just a nasty, nasty round, and it was very fast or right. hot or whatever. Yeah. And I know that in the mountains, they would like apparently this could be total bullshit. You know, apparently they would would like bounce them off rocks and hit people with them. (laughs) But when you got hit with it, you got like the effects of a high speed hollow point hitting you. And, you know, it yaws like crazy. It fragments. It it expands Mm -hmm. to a degree. And it goes through stuff because it's got that steel core penetrator. Right. So it's just a nasty round. Okay. So that's why it's called poison bullet. Mm -hmm. But it's like lower pressure than five, five, six. So it's Mm -hmm. much it shoots smoother Mm -hmm. and it's like two grains lighter. If that makes any difference. Yeah. So, and that came along much, much later than the 5.56. So it's kind of the more advanced bullet, at least in terms of its military adoption. It came later, Mm -hmm. even though there's new versions of the uh, 2.23 that are out. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Fun facts. Yep. But anyways, the the 5.45, no other country other than Russia really uses it. Okay. And I don't, I could be wrong on this. I think only Russia even makes it. Really? I could be wrong. That could mm. be a stretch. Okay. But but no other country uses it because they're mm-hmm. either NATO or they prefer the 762 and 762 mm-hmm. is still very prevalent. Yeah. All sorts of countries make 762. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've said. I, I said at one point that it was dead and then I I corrected my what I was saying. Or at least I said it was dead everywhere but Russia and I corrected it to it's a niche cartridge because right. there's not that many people that that shoot it, it doesn't come in very much, but you can still get it very easily. Yeah, but it's all For from now. Russia. It's all exactly. It's all <laughs> from Russia. Yeah. So if Russian ammo gets banned, you can still get seven six two from say Taiwan or Ukraine or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I could I could be totally wrong. Ukraine might send us five four five, so that mm-hmm. could be wrong too. I'm not sure. But either way, militarily, only the Ruskies use it. Mm. Yeah, I heard um I heard Brandon Herrera's making a or at least trying to make an AK seventy four now. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned that on my IG. So that's part of the reason we, we wanted to talk about 545 um, and the small bore guns. People love them. I can't blame them for loving them. They're great guns. But I just prefer the 762 because it's more common. Yeah, I just don't think that I would buy one because uh, it just, I think that 556 is similar enough to 545. I just don't really have well shoot an AR. for a cartridge necessarily in, for in it. In my opinion, you might as well shoot an AR right. if you're going to shoot a small bore gun mm-hmm. in, in America. Right. But say, for instance, if I could have any gun I wanted, I'd probably get an AK-74. I thought you were going to say if I lived in Russia. (laughs) Or if I lived in Russia and I was like in the military, I'd probably want an AK-74 just because they shoot Mm -hmm. so nice. Yeah. yeah, So it it makes sense. So it's like, I see why it's a niche cartridge. It's kind of like a 7.62 Tokarev. Yeah. yeah. At least in terms of how much comes in and how much people shoot it. It's probably Mm -hmm. about on the same scale. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's definitely a cool gun to have and to shoot. I know that Kalash didn't like it. Really? He said that the thirty cal was was preferred to five four five, but he's kind of old school. Yeah, you can tell by his gun. You know, rifle is fine. He's, <laughs> he's a little bit of a luddite, sure. but not really. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, let's talk. Uh, last last topic: uh, Kalash influences mm-hmm. or influencers, or so I'm going to talk Social about. Influencers. I'm going to talk specifically about. The gun itself and where its features came from. Yeah, we're not actually talking about social influencers, guys. No, no, no. No, I mean actual design influences. Real influencers. Yes. And a lot of people say that the Germans were a big influence. Mm-hmm. And, and what I think it was, that type of gun, 30 cal, semi-auto, mm-hmm. full auto, pistol grip, mm-hmm. you know, piston gas system, mm-hmm. I think that gun itself in in practice is just like the STG 44 and that's why there's the confusion. Sure. So I think that the problem is that the STG 44 looks a lot like that's an That's what I mean. In principle though, they're like the same gun. No, but the STG 44 has a tilting block or a tilting they're, bolt rather. No, no, no. I'm Sorry. saying in principle, they're both a quote unquote oh, assault okay. rifles. They're, I see what you're they're, they're yeah. medium sized bullets, 30 right. round magazines, select fire, mm-hmm. pistol grip. Right. They all ch- they check all the boxes, so that style of gun also. Okay. So that style of gun was a little bit. I can see where they get confused. Right. Right. Um. So, anyways, what what do you have? You got anything? So yeah. So that whole it started as like a conspiracy theory that the Russians stole this um design from the Germans, and it was also there's also this conspiracy that um captured German engineers from World War Two made it for him. Uh, sorry made it for him yes yes um and that all kind of comes from you you can look at you know americans 
literally did that. Like we used uh, German operation paperclip. Yeah, yeah, we used German engineers to do like NASA stuff and build rockets. That is that is possible now that you mentioned that. Anything's possible. Um, but so a lot of people say like, oh, you know, the Russians probably did the same exact thing, mm-hmm. but because the Soviet Union was so tight with, you know, letting out information, we would never know and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but, uh, what I found that's interesting is that the Russians actually had at least nine prototype rifles that kind of led to the AK-47. And it was that style. And it was that style. And it probably yeah. was before the 44? Um. The SDG 44? Well, so what's interesting is that all of these, so I, I'm some of them were built during World War II, and I think some might have been before World War II. Okay, but all of them have 44 in the name. Oh, <laughs> so, so I think that they probably so that does were, look suspicious. Yeah, I mean, chances yeah. are they got one, mm-hmm. read it, and saw that it said 44, and they said we need to make one of these, <laughs> yeah. cut our cartridges in half, give us 30 mm-hmm. round magazines. But yeah. the design is totally different. Yeah, so, and actually what was interesting is that, I mean, all of these looked kind of funky, these prototype mm-hmm. guns. One of them actually honestly looked like a Bren gun, which... With a top mag? Yeah, okay. yeah, it loaded from the top. One of them looked kind of more like an RPK. It was really confusing. Mm-hmm. If anybody's interested in some of these, I'll just mention a couple of them. One was the Tokarev AT-44. Uh, there was the Korovin AK-44. Uh, the Balkan AB-44, that's the one that looks like the Bren gun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch more, but I'll just list a few. That's pretty, no, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know that Tokarev made a version of it, of the, or a, a predecessor of mm-hmm. one of the AKs. Yeah. AK, I don't even think he was around, in, I don't even think Kalash was around in 44. I could be wrong. Well, he was, you know, I assume he was born before no, no no i meant i think i think he was in the war <laughs> yeah he was he might have been fighting then yeah yeah that's but i know true. that he worked on the guns once he got injured and stuff like that so the timeline mm-hmm. there could be a little bit fuzzy sure um but kalash i'm just gonna keep calling him that for short <laughs> he did get a lot of his ideas he did he did siphon them off of other guns mm-hmm. which almost I, I, every everybody everyone does, did it. every single everybody does it every single inventor mm-hmm. uses things invented by someone someone else yeah it's like we we mentioned that john browning's designs have been used for every gun ever since he created that so just to (laughs) be so just to be specific like the rock rock and lock magazine Mm -hmm. um that came from the Bren gun okay and there might have been a gun before this and this and i could be fuzzy on some of these but for the most part the main guns that came from you know most places where is the Bren gun from originally yeah i think you're you're gonna stun me here i believe it's belgium I don't know who designed it. No, it's Lee Enfeld. It could be English. I think hmm. it's a Belgian gun. I have no idea. Sorry, everyone. We're going to look this up. <laughs> We're going to check Mike's gun knowledge. Let's see. It's designed either... in Czechoslovakia, manufactured in the UK. Damn it. I was going to say Czechoslovakia. They had a different yeah, name for sure it. Yeah, sure you were. Sure you were, Mike. Okay. All right, all right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Damn it. I am a little bit upset about that because I, I was on the back burner with Czechoslovakia, but it was called something else and it looked a lot different. Should have done a phone a friend. All right. Well, either way, the rock. Angel ever done. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Go ahead. I knew that the rock and lock um, mm-hmm. came from that. Okay. Um, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So the SDG 44 uses a tilting block action like an FAL and an SKS. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Right. Tilting um, bolt. Tilting bolt. Bolt, Bolt not tinting right. block. I guess I right. said that too much. I know. Um, we mixed that up last episode too, I think. It's okay. It happens. So so the gas system, I'm going to kind of say that that's from like an M1 Grand or, or a lot of guns at that point that, that were mm-hmm. semi-auto. You can't really say where that came from because mm-hmm. um, like the G43 used a piston, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. ga- a gas port uh, piston like that. The, lo- the long stroke piston might be... Could have done more research on that one. It's all right. The long stroke piston that came from the MP4, MP44. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of say the gas system itself came from the MP44. What influence? I'm gonna just keep asking you really hard okay. questions. Uh, how much influence did the Fedorov Optimat have? Do you think? Other than in practice, like this, like we were saying about in principle, about a thirty a thirty cal. Mm-hmm. That might not even been thirty cal, but uh, select fire. You know semi-auto yeah, see, small caliber okay so actually so what's interesting is you mentioned that the bren gun 
originated with the rock and lock mm-hmm. style mag. But this kind of has like a rock and lock, but it's just that the magazine releases in front of it's like a backwards rock and lock. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. All these things came from other different guns, mm-hmm. but the, the most famous guns of that time period is kind of what I'm saying. He took all the good features from all the good sure. guns from all the different countries. So it has the gas system from the STG 44. It's got the rot- rotating bolt from an M1 Grand. I think that the trigger pack or the trigger system is the same as an M1 Grand. One gun to, to rule, rule them, all. them all. That's kind of what he did. That's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> it really is. So <laughs> in... The the biggest thing that I that I think we mentioned last time with the STG forty four and the Germans was that like they I think they had to do with the stamped version the AKM mm-hmm. so that's where I come in I'm going to say the Germans helped them with the manufacturing process right I did that's, read that that's kind of the mainstream the conspiracy were best at stamping yeah that's kind of the mainstream conspiracy theory is that we they we say we I'm not a Russian. They just use the German. I'm a German. They use the Germans. Russian bot. Sorry. They use the Germans <laughs> for manufacturing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the mainstream conspiracy theory, giving respect to Kalash, because mm-hmm. there's nothing that in common other than the principle of the gun. Right, like right. the uh, the buffer system of an AR mm-hmm. is almost identical to the buffer system in the, in the friggin' MP44 or yeah. STG44, sorry. Well, and I think that it's just <clears throat> kind of silly to think that they got the, you know, they stole the technology from Germans when they invented the Fedorov Optimat. Like 15 which years Which is like that. the original... Assault rifle. Assault rifle. Yeah. So. I don't, yeah, exactly. What? I think people like to just take credit from Russia, especially during the Cold War, mm-hmm. because we had our M16 in Vietnam, which was having like widespread issues at the yeah. very beginning. At the beginning. Sure. By the end of the war, they were good. But like apparently the AKs worked very well. Mm-hmm. And that was a big well, yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that was. A so we wanted big to, everyone wants to, yeah. once again, people want to demonize yeah. the weapon of the enemy. So that's going to go back to this El Paso shit, in in my opinion, where it's like, I think the AK is one of the first to go if mm-hmm. they're going to start picking out individual guns. Sure. Yeah. So test, I mean, test well, your metal. On the original um, uh, assault weapons ban back in 1994, mm-hmm. uh, they listed um, pretty much all different um, AKs. It was mostly like oh, poly- I, yeah, I Polytech that, yep. and Kalashnikov mm-hmm. concerned. Like by name. But then they also listed like Galil's and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like they went after AKs and that was the first one. Because you're listed. not going to get much of a, fi- of a fight back. Right. Because there's not that many people listening to this podcast that care about AKs enough. To- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, uh, all these guns are kind of niche guns I'll compared sending, to the AR. I'll start sending the Bakelite broadcast uh, <laughs> episodes to all of our local representatives. Yeah. Be like, people <laughs> like AKs, you know. Here, listen to us. But just <laughs> We're your constituents. Just in comparison, the, the popularity of the AK like just pales in comparison to the AR. Like go to a random shooting range. You'll see fifty ARs mm-hmm. and fifty PCC like SIG MPXs and like sure. Scorpions and just shotguns and BS. But like you never see a friggin' AK. I've seen a couple. And the the thing is is that it's so the AR-15 is America's most popular rifle, but the AK-47 is the world's most popular rifle. Yeah. And, by and, far. And it's pretty typical as Americans that we would just be like, meh, yeah. we have our own. Yeah. And, and it, honestly, in a, in a military aspect, you know, if you have like, you know, the, the, the AR-15 is fantastic. It makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. But there are things that I think the AK is a little bit... A little bit stronger. God, we're almost like globalists. We're like, just give us the global gun. <laughs> the international guns. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they're fun. We're terrible. Mm-hmm. So I think we're about, about out of time, I would say. Yeah, I think so. All right. So one thing I want to do real quick. I totally forgot to do this with last episode. I just want to shout out our Patreon supporters real quick because mm-hmm. they're the dopest. Um, so first and foremost, AJ and Hannah, thank you so much. You guys rock. Uh, we've got Drew Lovelace or Marty Robbins, Big Iron. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got China Owens. Thank you, sir. Uh, we've got Fit and Fire or Mock. Mock. Uh, Come back. And we got good old Todd Schmidt. Y'all are the, the dopest. You're the best. Thank you so much. Yep. And if you guys have any um, questions about AK specifically or um, questions for New York Reload Revolver Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot us an email or, or on our Patreon or on our mm-hmm. website or even on Instagram who cares just yeah. hit us up just let us know we'll talk about Find whatever you want to talk about you we can come we can, to our front door we can teach you just how kidding. to make 
the uh, sight adjustment thing on your AK. Mm -hmm. If you turn that up to a thousand yards, it makes it shoot faster. We'll teach you how to do that. You just got to ask the right questions, okay? That's a real story. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, can you tell people about this? Because Mike told me about this just the other day and it made me so sad for Africa. There there was an operator, an American operator in Africa that said all of the AKs that they found had the sights set to 1,000 meters because they thought that the bullet shot faster to get to 1,000 meters. So they had all their guns turned up to 11 or sorry, to 1,000. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure they hit nothing. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. So these are the, you know, this is how Oof. these are how simple these guns are, though. That's why I like them. Yeah. People that think that use them and still manage to <laughs> yeah, hit stuff with they them. Still manage. Imagine to, someone that knows what they're doing know. with one. Oh so. my gosh! Seriously. Well, Oof. yeah, exactly. They're de- they're deadly guns. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's why that's that's why they're the best for defense. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening again, and we'll talk to you soon. If you're still awake. <laughs> <laughs>